0: Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title First Fruits as he introduces our vision for the year, enhancing the old, embracing the new. We're glad you're here. Amen. To God be the glory for all that he has done and all that he continues to do. We are thankful for his presence, his power, Provisions that he continued to provide um, to us all. I'm grateful today um, that the Lord has allowed us to see a new year. Amen. 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 And, and, and a lot has happened in this one week for this new year to come in. And so we definitely need God's presence, we need his power his protection, and we need his love. Amen. Daniel chapter 1, verse number 8. If you're able to stand, please stand in reverence to reading God's holy word. Daniel chapter 1, starting at verse number 8. So good to see so many of you all in worship. Amen. God bless your hearts. Those of you online, hey, hey, virtual church, God bless your heart. A lot of people often say, Pastor, we may not be in the building all the time, but we watch every week. And so we're grateful and thankful uh, for our AV team that continues to make it happen. Amen. Uh, So that when you're not here, you still can be engaged in worship. So I brought a long sermon with me today. So I'm going to preach for a long time uh, because I know you all watched that two-hour and 46-minute interview of Cat Williams, amen, so, and so if you all can commit to two hours and 46 minutes of mess, see how, see how loud they laughing, they know what I'm talking about, amen, everybody, what are you talking about, <laughs> 2.46 Vanessa, amen, I listen to it too, amen, amen. Need to see what was going on. Amen. So um, I feel ashamed that I couldn't read 3,000 books in one year (laughs) at the age of six. eh? (laughs) Amen. God bless. eh? 4-2 sub for this 40. Daniel (laughs) chapter 1, verse number 8. Amen. But Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king who has appointed your food and drink For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, and you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter, and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fetter and flesh than all the young men who ate the portions of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding of all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them and among them all none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in his realm. I want to preach from the topic today, the benefits of spiritual fasting. Amen. The benefits of spiritual fasting. As we begin the new year, I'm thankful for the prayer and fasting ministry for implementing the first fruits fast of the year. If you did not know, you know now. Amen. January 7th, At 3 p.m. through January 14th at 3 p.m., we're asking the whole church to commit to a fast. Over the years of me being here, I've never preached on the topic of the Daniel fast. And one of my goals as the pastor of the church is to ensure that I am assisting the congregation to become better Christians which will allow you to go and save the lost and create disciples for the kingdom of God. And I'm certain that your spiritual development goes beyond Sunday morning worship. You cannot depend fully on Sunday to spiritually carry you throughout the week. You need to practice spiritual disciplines And these disciplines are behaviors that help us to become closer to God and equip us with the ability to be able to better handle the ebbs and the flows of life. Spiritual discipline requires dedication, commitment, and persistence. We should devote ourselves to creating habits of prayer, Bible study, worship, service, giving of our finances, time, and talents, and fasting. This week, as we return to Bible study on Wednesday night, and we have Bible study at noonday, but on Wednesday night, we will focus on the spiritual disciplines in which God has caused us to do. See, fasting allows us to seek spiritual growth and clarity to hear God's voice. And it creates an avenue for us to have a closer relationship with God. Spiritual fasting. It incumbents more than just pushing your plate away or starting a new diet. And since I've been on this health journey trying to lose some weight, I'm down 30 pounds to God be the glory. Amen. I've been committed to inter, intimate fasting. I try to only eat between 12 p.m. and 8 p.m. And this type of fasting helps with weight loss. It increases energy. It influences your metabolism. It regulates your blood, sugar levels, and it increases fat burning. And some studies also suggest it helps with brain health. I've committed to this daily fast, but this is not spiritual fasting. Spiritual fasting is just not about abstaining from certain foods, but also about prayer, Bible study, meditation, and focusing on improving your spiritual pursuits. It's, it is amazing to incorporate, incorporate fasting into your regimen in order to have a healthier body. But I want you to add fasting in your life. To have a healthier spiritual relationship with God. Spiritual fasting creates a means for you to have greater dependency on God. It creates a means for us to have greater dependency on God. Because fasting is giving up something you desire, it's turning down something you thought you could not live without. And when you forfeit these things, you need something to fill the void of something you've had in your life for years. So when you fast something, you have to depend on God to fill the cravings. When your body is not used to processed food and sugar, when you remove these things, the body wonders where are they, and it begins to beg you to go get it. Therefore, you need God to defeat the cravings that your body is demanding. So fasting, fasting creates a greater dependency on God. But then spiritual fasting, it increases discernment. It increases discernment. Since you are dependent on God to fill the cravings, you focus. On receiving divine help from the master, which allows you to get closer to God that you may be able to hear him clearly. Fasting is a normal routine for me, especially when I am trying to receive direction from God. All major decisions or major events in life should be led by fasting. So that you may be able to hear God clearly of where he's trying to send you. Spiritual fasting creates the means in which we have greater dependency on God. But spiritual fasting increases our discernment because we can hear from God clearly. But then spiritual fasting removes the clutter. It removes Clutter due to dietary change and enhanced spiritual practices of Bible reading, meditation, and prayer. Your thoughts are clearer and your reasoning is more spiritual. Fasting helps you gain divine favor from the Lord because we depend on God more. We hear his voice and it removes the clutter of everything else. And these are some benefits of spiritual fasting. But I know many of you are wondering, what does it take to commit to fasting? What does it take to commit to fasting? One, you must know that this fast is personal. It's personal. This fast between you is between you and God. And yes, we are all doing it together. But just because you stop does not mean I have to. I've been preaching since I was 13 years old. I learned how to fast at a young age. Myself and other associate ministers, we used to gather together for prayer and Bible study. And one night, we all committed to a fast of only water for three days. I was a teenager working at Wendy's around food for hours and could not eat. However, during the fast, I saw the people who called for the fast eating. And because they were eating, I decided to break my fast. But I wonder what would have happened to the spiritual benefits if I would have continued on what God had called me to do. Because this fast, it is personal. And just because everyone else decides to go against it and not adhere to it, it should not affect what you and God have agreed upon. Not only is it It should be personal, but fasting should be intentional. I'm not one that can wake up and start something new all of a sudden. That's why I used to, every Monday, I started a new diet. (laughs) On Monday, I'm getting on starting. Start on Monday, you break it on Tuesday, next week, amen. I have to think things (laughs) through and plan it out. Fasting requires you to be intentional about the process and the way to conduct yourself during the fast. If you know what you like, you have to remove it from easy access or you will unintentionally, intentionally break your fast. It's personal. It's intentional. It requires sacrifice. Fasting is a sacrifice. It is the forsaking of something now in order to receive something better in the future. Y'all, I thought y'all would shout off that. It's the forsaking of something in the now in order to receive something better in the future. It's the removal of your favorite things for a period of time in order to enjoy the fruits of your labor for an extended amount of time. Sacrifice is giving up something you want to keep. I cannot say I'm fasting shellfish because if I eat it, I die. I'm allergic to it. So it's not a sacrifice to give up shellfish, but chicken wings. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a black Baptist preacher. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> That's a prerequisite. You must eat chicken. Amen. <laughs> and so when I, sac- when I give that up, that is the sacrifice. Let me tell y'all, too, there's some good plant-based stuff out there. Put- it looked like chicken. Tastes a little bit like it, hey, man, I'm telling you, it's out there. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Put a little hot sauce on it, whatever. It's some, it's some low, it's some uh, uh, no carbs, no sugar barbecue sauce out there. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not ready, I'm not ready. <laughs> I'm just trying to help you, hey, Amen. What does it take to fast? Know that this fast is personal. Know that you must be intentional. Know that it comes with a sacrifice. But fasting also requires discipline. Discipline is having the ability to say no when you really want to say yes. Discipline is Joseph in Potiphar's house. And his wife begging Joseph to lie with him, and Joseph tells her, I can't, because you are my master's wife. Notice Joseph never says, I don't want to. (laughs) He never says, I I don't want to do it, but he says, I can't do it. And so that's when we're faced with things that are in our lives that we really want. We got to tell ourselves, I can't do that. Discipline also does not settle for failure. If you start the fast and somehow you're distracted and thrown off track, make your way back to the road and continue your journey because you only fail when you stop trying. You only fail when you stop trying. So here in this narrative, I'm in the text now. It was a little prelude. I told you I'd be here a little while. Here in this text, here in this text we see the effects of practicing spiritual fasting. King Nebuchadnezzar uh, was the king of Babylon when they invaded Jerusalem. And they took the people into captivity. The king decided that they would take young men without any physical defect Handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. The chief of the courts, the eunuchs, was tasked to teach them the language and the literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years. And after that, they were to enter king's service. However, Daniel offers the official an alternative for him and his friends. Daniel told the guard, please, sir, test your servants after 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with those of the young men who eat the royal food. And treat your servants in accordance to what you see. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his friends looked healthier and better fit than the young men who ate from the king's table. So the guard took away their choice food and the wine they were able to drink and gave them vegetables instead. To these four young men, God gave them knowledge. Understanding of all things of literature and learning. And Daniel can understand visions and dreams of all kinds. So the question today, what are the benefits of spiritual fasting? I'm finished. No, I'm not finished. I got a long way to go. What are the benefits of spiritual fasting? One, spiritual fasting allows you to find favor with God. I hope y'all are taking notes. Amen. Spiritual fasting allows you to have favor with God. The Bible says these men were stolen from their homeland. These men were talented, intelligent, and handsome. The Babylonians changed their names. They changed their names to prove to them that they were the property of the nation. They were no longer owner of themselves, but they belonged to Babylon. They changed their names to, approve, to uh, approve assimilation. And this means that they were now a part of us and everything they had in Israel, they had to leave it behind. They changed their names as a way to break their connection with their homeland. And the Hebrew boys have no objection to the name change. Matter of fact, many of us only know them as Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They are forced to abandon their cultural norms and now they're required to follow the rules of the land prescribed to them by their oppressor. The king tells the official to give them the king's food and the king's wine. And I'm pretty sure if the king selected them to serve for him, he was giving them the best food the steak and the lobster. He was giving them the best food, the sweet potato pie and peach cobbler. He was giving them the best food and the best wine. He didn't give them a low shelf. Amen. They had top shelf. Y'all know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they had the good stuff. They, they, they were able to have the best of it all, but Daniel had decided that he would not defile himself with the king's food or the king's wine. And stated before when you decide to fast it must be personal and intentional. You have to have a plan before you start the fast. The Bible says that God had brought Daniel into favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And when you decide to do something for God, he will provide favor over your life. Favor is when God takes the labor out of the blessing. And we all know that in order to gain any type of success or victory in life, it requires hard work. But when you have the favor of God, he will remove the labor from the work and provide you with a blessing that has people wondering, how did you get that? How, how did you get that house? How did you get that promotion? How did you get that job? And you can only say it was nobody but the Lord. See, fasting allows you to get the divine attention of the master and when the master notices that you are rejecting what you want in order to get what you need, the master will allow his favor to flow all upon you. God allows Daniel to have favor with the God and I'm going sure of how long Daniel has been around this guard. I don't know in what way of this relationship was developed. All I know is God has a way of causing uncommon people to bless you with what you need. I wish I had a witness here. I just believe fasting for them was a sign of resistance. Let me say that one more time. Fasting for Daniel and the Hebrew boys was a sign of resistance. They couldn't run. They couldn't fight their way out of it, they couldn't carry their own birth names, but their actions in fasting, they were able to prove uh, that the God that they serve uh, can make their enemies bless them uh, and have favor on their lives. Uh, And this speaks uh, to our African American ancestors uh, who resisted by finding ways uh, to make things happen with nothing or limited resources. Rejected black people from attending college so we created our own rejected us from getting loans for to buy homes so we opened our own banks. Uh, we couldn't go into their restaurants or hotels so we started our own and it, it, it's a shame that after integration black businesses suffered because we wanted to be included so we neglected our own. <laughs> this fast. For Daniel and his friends was an act of resistance to prove, yes, we can, even in undesirable circumstances. Can I try that one more time? Proves, yes, we can, even while we're in exile. Yes, we can. Even while we're under oppression. Yes, we can. Even while we're suffering. Yes, we can. Fasting, fasting is what we need in our lives. It allows us to find favor with God, but then fasting will increase your faith. Fasting will increase your faith. Daniel makes a proposition with the guard, give us vegetables and water, and in 10 days test us and see if we don't look better than those who eat the king's menu and the fine wine. The guard was hesitant to accept the challenge because he had received this order from the king. And he could die if he did not follow the orders. But Daniel was following the orders of God. This narrative proves, I said I wasn't going to preach like this. This narrative proves that God's way will always outweigh man's way. (laughs) Help, help us today, God. After 10 days, Daniel and his friends looked better than everyone else. Daniel had to have enough faith to trust that the process would work. You see, Christians, we don't live by luck. But we operate by grace and faith. My blessings are not because I'm lucky. My blessings are because I'm faithful. Faithful. This is faith talk. Give us 10 days. Because only faith will make you say something will happen that you have not seen yet. Give us 10 days. And I'm sure that these men had different body types they had different genetic compositions. They grew up in different homes, but when they all committed to the fast with faith, they all had the same results. They looked better after the fast than what they did before the fast. And I already told you about, help us today, God, that they were selected because they already looked good, but they looked better after the fast. Their bodies had to be a little more fitter than the others. Their skin shined a little brighter because of their water intake. They were were not drinking the king's wine, so they, they didn't stay up all night long. Or they didn't have hangovers the next morning. They were eating light, so they were able to have a good night's rest because they were able to experience these benefits because they had faith in the fast that I'm going to be better after this. Is there anybody else testimony? God, after this, I'm going to be better than how I started. After this, I'll be better before I started. I'll be better in my finances, better in my life, better with my fitness. But you have to start somewhere. Their faith allowed them not to follow the cultural norm, but to do things a different way in order to get a better result. Faith will have you looking crazy until what you have faith in come to pass. (laughs) Let me say that one more time. Faith will have you looking crazy until what you have faith in come to pass. Noah was a fool for building a boat without ever seeing rain until the floods came. Peter Peter may have looked like an idiot by the other disciples when he stepped out of the boat, but they were all amazed when he walked on water. David was laughed at by his brothers when he asked if he could go fight Goliath the giant, but was honored by the king when the giant came falling down. If you believe it, God will give you the strength to accomplish whatever you put your faith to. You do not have any faithful people in this house that you believe that God can do things that you've never seen him do before? You believe that he can heal your body even though the doctors said there is no cure? You believe he can save your family even though they're going crazy? Have a little faith. he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can think or even imagine I believe that I have not seen ear, have not heard nor has it entered the heart of man all of the good things God has prepared for me I believe faith is increased when you commit to the fast. Because you understand God can keep me even when I don't want to be kept. <laughs> I want to go through this drive through I wish I had a witness. <laughs> I want to order this pizza, but 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 I I want God more than I want to fulfill my fleshly desire. And we see in the Bible when you give your all to God, God to give you favor, God to increase your faith, God to give you what you need. Faith allows you to have favor with God. I'm sorry, fasting, a lot of you have faith with God. Fasting increases your faith. And finally, fasting frees your mind. The Bible says God gave them knowledge and skill and all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in visions and dreams. And when they stood before the king and he evaluated them, they were found better than all of the musicians and astrologers who were in the realm. God gave them a clear mind to be able to hear His voice, to give them wisdom, discernment, and spiritual understanding. For this reason, before major decisions, we shall always implement a fast before setting a vision, before major moves or transitions in life, before commitments, we should always implement a fast in order to have a clear mind before we make any moves. I don't know about you, but I only want to be where God wants me to be. Because where God takes me, God will keep me. I only want to be doing what God has designed for me to do. Because if I'm doing what he wants me to do, that means he provides me with everything I need to complete the task. I saw something on Facebook the other day. Uh, It it says, God always pays his bills. (laughs) Which means if he gives you the vision, he'll also provide you with the provision. Fasting opens your heart and your mind and your ears to allow you to hear God clearly. Fasting opens up your, for uh, new opportunities and increases your ability to navigate this world with the Lord leading the way. The Bible says that the king found Daniel and his friends ten times better than all of the people that was in the kingdom. This narrative proves that God's word can be trusted more than your zodiac sign. It means that tarot card readers cannot match the truth in which God gives. Which means horoscopes and the universe cannot compare to who God is. I wish I had a witness here. Daniel and his friends are selected to lead because of their decision to have faith and the fast and to trust God in the process. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.